normally we start off this pod with me asking a facetious... I can't say it. Facetious? Yeah, this is the second time we're recording this bit because uh, I didn't press the... Re- <laughs> I, I pressed the wrong button and I still can't say the, the bloody word. Yeah, so I normally start off with saying that word question and aim it at Perchy, but I'm too tired. So Perchy was about to tell us about the football and why he's so happy. Oh, listen, look at, look at the way we're playing. It's an absolute joy to watch. I mean, it's the first time I genuinely have been excited to watch us play. And it's the first time I've got off my, like, you know, like when a game's finished, you've won a good big game of football and you go, I just can't wait for it to happen again. I haven't felt like this for years. And I'm just sitting back going, do you know what? Life's good. Football's good. Happy perch. Right. And there was a long pause there. <laughs> such great production value, Ross. You, tell us, tell us, tell us about how you, how you feel right now, mate. Oh, it was so good. It was just, I. Uh, it was like we'd been in a straitjacket for four years, and I include the fat Chelsea managers last eighteen months. Um, and it just felt like we could breathe again. And it was, uh watching our little wing. Our fullbacks go into midfield and upset Gary Neville. It was great. It was just and look, it, and seeing people like Ben Davies score. It's just ah. Oh. Was it given to him in the end? By the way, no, no, it probably won't goal. be. No, it's an old it was. goal. All right, so if I you know, be- yeah, gone. Look where he ended up. Yeah, I know. I know. Two fullbacks in two weeks scoring goals, and uh, I mean it's. Listen, do you know what I want to do? I know that the running order, and I'll, I'll so for those of you who don't know what a running order is, it's um, basically a, a to-do list on what we're going to discuss during a podcast, right? And we've put, got point one, Saturday's game against United. Now, the thing is, I don't know about you lot, but I, I try to listen to a lot of podcasts. I, so I listen to The Fighting Cock, I listen to Spooky's Filthy Shambles and the other ones that he has. Um, last Word on Spurs. Oh, I... There are in my in my playlist. I have about eleven Spurs pods, and because we're recording on Tuesday, chances are you would have heard everything we're about to say. So I want to do something slightly different. I mean, we could, if you want, guys, talk about the game for the next two minutes. And if there's anything you want to get off your chest, go ahead. But then I want to, I want to basically become a mini philosopher and talk about what it means what it means to have a change like this and what it means for Daniel Levy and the board, as opposed to a lot of the fans, including probably all of us who wouldn't mind him leaving. So I think let's talk about, let's talk about the game just for a minute or two. Um, Any, any highlights that you guys thought, wow, you know, that's, that was amazing. Go on, Perch. I'll I'll go on and I'll go. What I love, Pape Matasar, first of all, Wow, what a player! He's Basuma, Destiny Adoji. I can name, I can list of several players that I'm just thoroughly excited to watch this season. Uh, and the manager, I think the manager for me is so important at this football club. Everything that we wanted as a manager is there, straight to the point. Says it how it is. No more cryptic messages. And I'm just, uh, as I said to you, as I said at the start, like, I'm just excited. Like, what I loved about it, that second half, yeah, let's be honest, we put the next slight negative. We probably didn't deserve to be, we should deserve to be behind in the first half. I thought they had such good chance in that first half, but we stuck it out. They missed their chances. And we grew in the game. In the second half, some of the best football I've seen Tottenham play for like a decade, even better than some of the stuff we did under Pochettino. Like, honestly, I thought we were outstanding that second half. Big shout, mate. Ross, yeah. what about you, mate? Well, after the it, the kicking he got from various points of Twitterverse, Vicario was immense. I mean, that guy, that guy really showed what he could be capable of. And if I didn't realise how tall he was until the game as well. Um, but no, if he carries on that sort of trajectory, we've got a real good replacement for Lloris and I mean very good replacement he, um, he'll be in competition with um, Gigi Donnarumma for a few years for the Italian number one obviously 
But that guy is that guy could become something. If he carries on how he's been playing, then that's very good. Even his footwork was a little bit better this week. So you can see they're bedding into each other, and a full ninety minutes of Romero makes a whole difference as well. Um, which is another thing that we didn't have last week. I mean, Sanchez played really well, but I mean, even Hoiberg came on for ten minutes and did all right. It was just like everything, um, and touch turned to Aussie gold. It it did, and so. I think that's the match report done. And so yes. I want to talk about a few a few things. So the first thing that I want to talk about is what I've realised, and at the age of 44, maybe I should have realised this a lot earlier, is that a life of a football supporter literally spans 90 minutes, or according to these new rules, uh, 100 and, what, 114 minutes now. And if, if you think about it, right, it's not just the fans that were on board. And I've got a lot of friends who were there. I was supposed to be there. Uh, if you heard last week, I couldn't get a ticket. And the fans were on board. The media is on board. But more importantly, the players are on board. And I have in... I'm not a football manager, but I, I manage people. And I have never seen a manager, doesn't matter what profession they're in, turn around the fortunes of a team, his team, as fast as this man has in two major events. Now, you can say that he's been there since the 1st of, of July. Um, what is it now? It's the 22nd of, of August. So that's, um, how many weeks is that? Is that seven weeks? It is, right? Yeah, around about seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, about seven weeks. And that's testament to the man. Now, I was so much in favour of him joining. Uh, and it's not just because he's he's Greek, right? It's not that. I mean, to all intents and purposes, I'm, I am English, born and raised there, but I've got Greek blood. But it's it's not that. It's because um, like one of my major clients, he's Australian and Italian. And when we were linked, he just he just sent me a message and he says, when you get him, you've got one of the best. That's all he said to me. Mm. And so I I then thought, well, what's he talking about? And so I did some research. Then I was on Spooky's pod and I, I, I told Spooky that I had uh, I basically completed my postdocoglue PhD because I think I had downloaded every podcast and watched everything about the guy, even read his book. And I, I realised quickly that things would be a lot better, but I had no idea that it would be this fast. And I think that that is testament to him. It's testament to, to even Daniel Levy, the people that hired him. We actually don't know who hired him. We don't know if it was Munn or if it was Daniel Levy, but whoever it was, well done. And what I don't like, and it's the last thing I'm going to say, then I'll pass, pass it over to you guys. I can't stand it. And I've, like a lot of podcasts have said this, and I said it as well. I think Perch, you said it was before you came on board. That, you know, we're going to get our trouncings and we're going to lose 3-0 and that's going to be okay. No, it's not okay. and Because it's not okay for the man. For, for Ange Postecoglou, it's not okay for him. And if it's not okay for him, trust me, he's instilled that in his players. It's not okay for them. So I think we need to lose that trope that we're going to, you know, we're bound to get a hammering. Because when was the last time that we got a clean sheet and played so well against Manchester United? Even when we won 6-1, we still conceded a goal. And so I, I just think that we're, we're, we're evolving and developing as a club, game by game, and onwards and upwards. There's a lot more I want to say, but I want to pass it over to you guys and I'll come back. So what, what do you, you guys think? Whoever wants to go first. I think um, a lot of it... Bum, Ross. Sorry, cheers. Um, at the minute, I think we're getting a rubber band effect, but we've been held back so much and you can see it in the players. I mean... Even playing a flat back four, not a flat back four, I'm going back to early 90s here. Even playing a back four felt refreshing after the turgidness of that three at the back he plays. But um, I, at the minute, we're just riding the crest of a wave, which is great and may long it continue. But we also have to take away the fear of failure because it might. It might go wrong. It might, but it doesn't matter. We're going in the right direction at least. It's all, and that's what matters. Um, we've got a coach that isn't here just to boost his own CV. We've got a coach here that is 
wanting to who loves who really does like um looks like he loves the club because the way he stood in the middle of the pitch I don't know if any of you two saw it yeah, he looked yeah. around and he had that kind of fat Chelsea manager look um, in his eye as well because um, I refuse to mention his name um, which and it was quite endearing it was lovely and it was just like oh he really does want to be here so as I said I think I take your board, your point on board James about um, you know you know, we shouldn't like losing no of course we shouldn't like losing no one should but it might happen but take the fear of failure away because as I said I think we're going in the right direction yeah I mean just to just to um, clarify what I was talking about we are going to lose a game I mean that's going to happen well, I mean it would be great if it didn't but I believe that we're going to lose maybe I would say no more than seven games this season the point is that I'm sort of getting a bit frustrated and tired of people saying oh you know it's, it's coming it's coming no let's stop thinking like that because I don't think this manager this man is thinking like that and he doesn't let his players think like that and that's my point do you know what I mean? It's it's not. I don't think he said. Oh, he might even do it where he says, "You know what? Have you listened to what people are saying? Our Spurs fans, our supporters are saying we're bound to get hammered. Are we? It got looks them. Are we going to get hammered? Are you going to allow that to happen? Absolutely not. And that's that's why I was. You know, it was like when when people were saying as well that that Tif, the the Irish Tifo guy he, when he when he said that you know we're going to be fun to watch. Fuck off. You know, it's, it's a bit, for me, it's patronising. We're a huge, huge club and, and we have a manager, yeah, who hasn't been in the big leagues, but he's a winner. And so this is where we all have to then push on and not think negatively at all. That's, that was my point. Yeah. Perchie, what do you think, mate? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I stand by my sort of standpoint and I think we're going to, I think, I get your point. I totally agree with it, actually. I agree with it, actually, the sentiment of everything you just said there. For me, though, I just think, yeah, though, I mean, we, I think the one thing is, is even if we do lose games of football this season, I trust the manager to get it right if we do lose things. Everything he says, I believe. It's the first time I've genuinely believed everything a manager at this football club has said. Genuinely, like, in every press conference, every interview... I trust this man will get it right at this football club. How, how long have you been following Spurs, mate? Just out of interest. Oh. I should know this. Should I, I should have asked you. Um, how many years? What are we now? What am I? I'm seeing 23. What's up? Are you just 23 years old? You're a baby? No, I'm saying oh. he's in. He's, he's 20. Oh, right, okay. I'm working backwards. I'm 31. Oh, right, okay. There you go. Right, so I can be your brother. 31, man. Very old. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to work back because. Um, Thirty-one. Yeah, that would have put you in what? If you if you were if you remember, then maybe like ninety. You would have remembered Jerry Francis, right? Nah, a little bit after that. Nah, that's too. What early Christian too. Gross? Off, Christian Gross? After the, what after even after? That. After Christian Hoddle? It was it was a sort of. Do you know what? It was a sort of Jacques Santini, and then it. Became so two thousand and four. So 2004. Well, you couldn't you couldn't believe Jacques Santini because no one ever heard him talk, or even if yeah, they did, no, unless you're French, you wouldn't understand what you were saying. It would have been it would have been the manager. It, it's the manager just before him. So it's horrible. And then that was that. It was Pleat actually. Would it was Pleat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, David David Pleat would have been my first manager then that I watched. Maybe was it before that? Was was that Glenn Hoddle before? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was that yeah. Glenn Hoddle David Pleat era. I think. Yeah. It's so lucky um, to have Mitchell's Graham. And the nineties. You know how lucky you are. Me and Ross had to yeah. sit through that <laughs> as teenagers, yeah. with like testosterone flying around, and we had to sit through that shit of the nineties. Chat up girls going, trying to chat up girls going. Yeah, in our midfield we have um, Steve Sedgley and David House. Oh no! Come on, Steve Sedgley and David House, really good players. I, I, I know them both actually. So that's what I can say that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually like David House is a warrior. It's hard to pick up when you've got Stuart Nethercott at the back. Oh, yeah, he's garbage toilet. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was my era of, like, sort of football. But, like, my point being is, is sort of back to sort of the question, though, was that I just, I genuinely think, and I'd, I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts, both of you, because I sit back and go, everything he says, I believe. He says, he, there's no none of this bullshit with him. There's none of this smoke and mirrors style cryptic messages anymore it's 
when he was interviewed, I, I mentioned it just on my show I just did earlier, and I mentioned on my show, I said the interview he did earlier, he did, um, I can't remember if it was the end of the game against Man United, and they said, at half-time, he said, so what happened, like, Man United have the better chances, he said, yeah, no, my pl- the players were nervous, you've got to remember, we've got lads like the 20 in Doji, Sars only 20, um, he said, uh, no, who did he say, Van der Ven's only 22, Kulizeski's 23, Poro's 23. These are young lads. And yeah, they came out nervous, but what, and he said, what did you say at halftime? But he said, I didn't have to say much. I just, I just told, I gave them the belief that they can do it. And they came out in the second half and, and they proved to me that they can do it. And I, do you know what? I love that because that's, that's proper man management. He said, I don't need to sit there and berate them for whatever. And I don't need to tell them what to do. They know what to do. Yeah, they were a little bit nervous, but arm around the shoulder, go out there and do it in the second half. And as I said, that second half was some of the best football I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, um, who's the Sky Who's the Sky Sports presenter? Is it David Jones? Yes. So did any of you catch that when they interviewed him on the pitch? Did you see what Before happened? Before or after the game? After the game. Did you see what happened? Because no. And no one's really talking about this, and I'm shocked. Like I haven't heard a podcast talk about this, so... Go on. David Jones was being a bit facetious, if I said it right. And there you go, got it right. And he, got and he said to him, you know, with all the upheavals happening, do you believe that you're the, 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 the person who makes these decisions? And he just stopped and looked at him and he goes, mate, like, I make the decisions. And he cut him, he cut him dead. Yeah. That was so funny. And it was like at the end of the interview when he left, that you heard David Jones say, Oh, I got my first mate, because they you know, all, all the journal all the journals, oh, they yeah, know yeah. they know that if he says mate to you, it's uh like Ali Golder said this as well, if he says mate to you, then it's like it's not a good sign. And it's true with like my Australian client as well, Lewis, if you're listening, love you. Um, it's the same. Like when he says mate like that, it's oh you're in trouble, you know, so yeah, I I just think that he has he has he has done things that I didn't think possible. We were told by um, two apparently world class managers, not maybe in words but in actions, that uh, they had to play a back three or a extremely low and minus block because our defence was so useless. That's what we were told, as I said, either in actions or in words. I don't know. I'm, I mean, this guy seems to have got it right. You can say, yeah, but he doesn't have the same defenders. But I've got a feeling that if you gave him the same defenders, he'd probably do do a, a similar job. What were you going to say, mate? Yeah. Um, he also said about the transfers as well, didn't he? He said, no, no transfer won't be finalised without my say-so. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, mm. the amount of times that everyone's gone, oh, it's Levy that does it. You just get the feeling that Ange would just kick his door down and go, why the bleep have you signed this bleep? Um, and it's just, I, I like that. And it's so refreshing to hear after, as everyone, a lot of people have said, there's been so much cloak and dagger since Mourinho. And as I said, late fat Chelsea manager, it, it's just, it's so much, well, I don't know, I don't know. And it's just so nice to hear proper answers. I think even Ali Golder said that on his um, YouTube videos that he really does answer all the um, uh journalist questions properly gives you a straight down the answer straight down the eye answer yeah and it's look I mean there's there's so much I want to I want to say about this and I think maybe we'll save it until we're a good few games in but um, I know that he doesn't take any bullshit we've seen it with Ndombele we've seen it with um, I mean Spurs fans including me we did like crowdsourcing to try and get Jed Spence to play right I mean uh doesn't fancy him so he's seen something he doesn't like in him definitely within Dombele I mean my grandma who's been dead I think 17 years now would have seen the same thing that everyone else has seen and in Dombele that was obvious but there's other players that he's he said you know you go out and play and let's see and he's given them a chance and the ones who are doing well he's included but as he said as well and this is and as you said um, I, I believe what he says when he says that he just wanted to see what Saar and what Poro could do. There's no, there isn't any cryptic stuff in there like I'm not, I'm going to play them because Daniel Evans isn't giving me the funds. That's not happening. 
you know. So I just, I'm so happy with all of it. And the philosophical side of what I wanted to get to, by the way, I've been speaking a lot, so feel free to jump in, but I just want to say this bit. So when it comes to the, the philosophical side, when you think about what happened, and if you take a look back, because I've had a chat with a few of my Spurs, with a few of my Spurs mates on, on WhatsApp, and we've been talking about this, where how comes the the atmosphere, and I'm not talking about the, the in-game atmosphere, I'm talking about people on the way to, to the lane. I've never seen so many people take pictures of themselves in trains and cars and buses and taxis and bicycles when they're on their way to the ground and saying, and then when they reach it, I'm home. After the season we've had, I didn't expect that. And then comes the football and the jubilation goes up to goes up to 11. And then after the game, you've got songs, like Postacoglu songs on repeat. I'm sure you've all seen them on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. And... And all of this is outstanding. Then we look at, I mean, if we could just go back a bit and we look at the game itself, where the players, and this is my word of the week, they believed. And belief is such an incredible word because when you believe in something and when you have that belief, you can run through brick walls. And we saw that in the second half. You know, Man U, yeah, they had the first 30 minutes. But then after that, look at what we did. We bullied them off the park. I don't want anyone saying we didn't. We did. In the second half, did they, other than a few little half chances, did they have any, right, they, hmm, two the or three clear? Yeah, two or three the clear? The chance off the post was their main chance. The Thank God that didn't go that, in. They didn't. That was straight after the goal, right? Yeah. Vicario yeah. made a great save, but it was offside, but it was still a great save. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward on, on what's to come. And we're, we're going to talk about Bournemouth next, but I don't have any fears anymore and I don't feel, I don't feel like drained anymore. You know, we had, we had a mastermind, in, uh, I was about to say Italian, yeah, doesn't matter where he's from, but an Italian mastermind who told us um, that Bisuma didn't yet understand the tactics and the strategies and the way that Conte wanted to play his football, the way that Tottenham wanted to play his football. That man should be brought before The Hague for war crimes against Tottenham Hotspur for what he did because we saw the Bissouma of, 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 of the Brighton days. I mean, to be fair, I saw him in three games. I saw him against us and I saw him in the game where they beat Arsenal. And in that game, he was he was outstanding. So it was on that game that I was basing my enthusiasm when we signed him. But the Bissouma I'm seeing now is better than that one. I don't know what you guys think. I'd, I'd love to know what tactics he didn't understand by Conte. I mean, what does... Uh, it, it is dumbfoundment that he looked at this player and went, no, he, he just doesn't get it. Get what? He, I don't know. I think Conte made a because, rod for his own back, personally. But he, well, he did. He did. He, he put. It's not probably didn't, didn't get it. He probably just didn't want to be sitting as a, a centre back and just sitting there and going, "I've got to defend for ninety minutes and go." Oh, this is awful. I don't care. I'll say it. I thought Conte was crap. I thought he was awful at this football club. He did absolutely nothing of note at this football club. No, he did, mate. He, he took us back. back. He took us backwards. That's what he, he did. Took a, yeah, I mean, it's the only thing he did was took us back and look and it. And I, I put a post up on I put a post up on my community page on YouTube, and it was it was a simple one that just spread all the people that loved Antonio Conte, all of those people that loved him. Like, look at how we're playing. Look at that, and I said, this is a man that didn't find a way for Basuma and Saar in a system. He allowed Basuma to sit on a bench. He allowed Pape Matasar to barely play. And even when he did play, then went and he, after having a very good game against AC Man, went, oh, no, I don't fancy you anymore. It, it was ridiculous. I think so many, so many players got free passes under him. I don't care what people say. And I said, he's looks, and I, I said, I said, Conte looks less and less elite every single time he soon plays at Tottenham. Just saying. Yeah. Less and less. I, I just, 
Look, we've got a bit of time, right? Because we're only 25 minutes in. I think we should... Oh, I'd love to do this. If we could like... Um, we could get crowdsourcing together and create a documentary called The Inquest of Antonio Conte. And what it would be, now I'm actually being serious because what it would be is the following. There were two sides to Antonio Conte's reign at Tottenham. There was the first season where after the Burnley debacle, we then started to kick on. If you remember, I think that's why we started to kick on. Uh, We lost like two in a row, if I remember rightly. I can't remember which games they were. We lost two in a row, and then we we really went for it. And Is it the cup game in Burnley? I can't. Forest. Yeah, I can't remember. No, the Forest. Uh, the Forest cup game was awful. That was last year, though. That was that was was that last season? That I'm talking about. Season, I, I'm yeah. talking about the first. I'm talking about his first. So after we took over from Nuno. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, and I think whenever we mention Nuno, we have to say God bless him afterwards. So God bless. God bless him. After. There, there was a period of time where he exploded at Burnley. He, he said what he said. And at the time, I'll tell you how I was feeling. I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. I, I don't really want him to walk out. But then part of me was saying, why has he done that? That's not right. That's not how you manage people. You know, you keep things in-house. But then I brushed it aside because it's Antonio Conte. That's the brand. You know, you don't want to tarnish that. You can't tarnish that brand. So I, I just dropped it. And it's great when things like this happen in your life, you then learn from them and you start thinking critically it doesn't matter who it is if someone does something wrong it's wrong uh, that's a side point so in that season when we went on our on our rampage to fourth and then we stuffed Arsenal that game was outstanding and we got to fourth then something terrible happened and that's where the inquest is because for some reason I don't know what happened I mean I've heard I've got some Italian mates I spoke about Pepe last week and what he said as James always said it is that he said listen this is just a a warm-up season next season you're going to see the real Antonio Conte because he does talk about himself in the third person quite a lot apparently in Italian didn't ever hear him do that in English and can you imagine him doing that like saying to them you know you can play how you want you can let's stick to some philosophies you can play how you want but then Next season, you're going to see how we're going to play. And that's believable to me because something doesn't make sense. Guys, do you remember some of the, the, the good football that we're playing? Do you remember when we went to Villa Park and we, we were like, we were destroyed in the first half and then we, we cleaned them up in the, in the second? And there were so many of these games in that 22, 23, no, 21, 22 season, right? But 22-23 was the worst football I have seen since following Spurs. The first game I ever saw live that I remember was the 87 Cup final. And that is the and I lived through the 90s and I remember them very well. And that is the worst football I have ever seen where I did not want to watch I didn't want to watch the games. I can't I didn't want to I know you said it and you were saying it on your stream. I didn't want to watch him. I wasn't. I wasn't enthused. Now I feel like that fifteen-year-old kid who was so happy when Jurgen Klinsmann signed. That's how I feel when I'm forty-four. And so this inquest needs to. I mean, I would love it if, after some of them retire, when these players retire, if they come out and they say, you know, this is what happened. Yeah, I can imagine crackers getting them on one of these late, you know, one of these evenings, and they start talking about what actually happened. I would really look forward to that. I'd love to hear I'd love to hear some of the players saying what it's like and did anyone catch Schumann Son's interview yeah he, he tried yeah. To, he, he, he trying to be respectful but he tried to be respectful at the beginning and at the end he basically he was saying oh and he said oh no like different managers have different ways of playing blah 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 and all that lot and he said that's fine I, I will do whatever it is for whatever manager blah and then at the end he, and then he said so do you enjoy playing this football? And you went, yeah, I love playing this football. And I said, it just said it all, didn't it? Like, that is a player that is sat there. He's been given the armband and he's just gone, no, I, can't, I need to play. I should be playing football. Yeah, right? yeah, 100%. Ross, what do you think? What do you think happened between the Conte of the 21-22 season and the, and the, the Pulisio if you get that reference, I mean Paul Muir from the from the Cheeseman calls him Parmesan Pulis, which I think is a great reference. A bit Brexit, but but yeah. Well, so 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 the, the Conte of the of the twenty two twenty three season. What happened between those two? 
wonder if all the players that we brought in on that summer, some of them wasn't his one. And this is where I'm impressed with Ange because he's kind of taken over. We also have to turn on the human element as well. I mean, he lost that. He lost um, the fitness coach quite early in the season. That seemed to take a bit of shine off him as well. When do I'm we not- know that that happened? So I know, I, we need some context here, right? Though because apparently the players the didn't know. Yeah, but apparently the players didn't know. Now I, I would. Did he have? I don't know. Did he die of cancer? I, I don't actually know how we, what, what he died of. But no, no. So I, I mean, can't remember off the top of my head. No, it, but am I, right? I feel like it was a heart attack, wasn't it? Might, might no, be, it was something that he had previous, and Conte, as James said, knew about it. But I mean, it's not for Conte to say, and maybe out of respect, he just didn't mention it. I, but I think he also just fell out. I mean, he hasn't got another job yet, has he? No. no, so you do wonder if he's just fallen out of love with football for a bit, and unfortunately we 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 suffered so much for it because um, yeah. he just didn't he just just didn't look interested at all at any point of last season, mm. even apart from maybe the odd Champions League game. I mean, but even really, I mean, even I the comeback we against um, in the Champions League last season. Yeah, I mean the comeback win against Marseille that put us through. That was Stellini in in a way. Yeah. Because but, I don't know but, where but, I don't know. But let, let, let's let's be honest though. Like let's just be genuinely straight with the point on this. That was a Europa League quality group. Let's be honest. We were and we just about scraped through. It was awful. Mm. I, I I thought for 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 any sort of context with it, I thought we were so poor in Europe last season, and we didn't. We we bear in mind we played we didn't play one good team in that whole group in that in the whole run. By the way. Yeah, well, he done, Milan he, got to the semi-finals. Yeah, huh? yeah, Milan may have Milan. got to the semi-finals, but let's be honest, like, they were awful in both <laughs> games against us. Let's be let's be frank and honest, they were awful against us, and oh, we somehow God. lost one 0 to them on aggregate. He I'll died. never forgive Conte for that second leg, that one at home. The one at home, oh, we drew nil no. nil. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. At home, we drew nil nil, but he goes and subs on a he subbed on a strike. He subbed off Kulusevski for a centre half. That made sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's enough talking about talking about him. I think yeah. we're, we're we're done. But by the way, um, uh, Ventroni did he died of leukemia apparently. So oh okay, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's enough done. Let's talk about another Italian quickly because um, it's it's there's a phrase where you don't know how good you've got it till it's gone and. Peratici seems to have um, brought in quite a few players that we're uh, reaping the benefits of right now, right? And for the the fact that the the DOF position at the club has been so quiet throughout the last few months, maybe, maybe, I mean, he's knocking around somewhere in the halls of Hotspur Way, we know that. Maybe he's going to come back. And would you he's guys? Back. He's back. He's still here. Yeah, but I mean, as a as an official in a, in the official capacity, yeah, as he a was the, he was he was at the Brentford game. He was he was <laughs> he was at the United game. There, there, there. He was at the United game, and he was at the Brentford game. I'd uh, I, was, I, was he at the United game? Yeah, he was. But <laughs> the, I, I, I made some mine got pictures with him. Yeah, no, I know that, mate. But I've got friends who were at both games. I can't say that they 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 you know work for Spurs. My point is that he's there as a consult in a consultancy capacity. That's that's what the Athletic have said, right? But I wouldn't put it past our board, and I I would do it as well. I would say when we are clear to rehire you, and if that happens within this set time period, then we would like you back, and you just carry on cooking, doing whatever you're doing, and uh, until that time period. And if that happens within this window. Then uh, we'll make the announcement. Would you guys care? No, I find like, I find it hilarious that he's he's working for us on a consultancy basis. Basency, ba- I can't, I can't a basency. I like basency. Yeah. Basencies, you know. I've got one in my <laughs> I've got one in my um, bathroom. Um, but I just ah, oh, it is so funny. I just got this idea that um, Levy just goes down to the car park underneath White Hart Lane and. Out of the shadows comes Paratici and he goes, so what about Van der Ven? Blink twice for yes, once for no, and he gives him a <laughs> wink. And then he pops upstairs to Ange and goes, 
let's do it. <laughs> and that's I just I just want that image of this sketchy Paratishi coming out of a, with a with a, um, with a long well, black coat smoke. with the real with, with the <laughs> no that's the, that that's the, that's too Godfathery. Like, do you know how I see? It? Have you guys seen the Goonies? Yeah, he's the hey you guys guy in the basement. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he is. He's down there, it's like, <laughs> and whenever he sees Levy passing by, hey, you guys, but in an Italian accent. And it's like, he, he slips him on a, so, on a, he's on a, a good looking man. On a pizza. No, I'm not talking about looks, but it's just like, he's there. He's, they know he's there, but they try and keep him out of the way. Do you know what I mean? And so, <laughs> probably they're putting Dombele down there. They're putting Dombele down there with him. <laughs> Because he's been yeah. eating the ice cream. That's what's happened. Right, so. Can you just go give him his cannelloni, please? He's just, you know, oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's like slipping some, some pizza boxes with names on it under the door. And it's like, who's in? You imagine Van der Ven. Who's in there? No, you can't go. And he hears, he hears the screams. You can't go down to the basement, Mickey. Don't go down there. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if he, if he came back. I, I really wouldn't care. I, you know, it's... Either yeah, way, he, he seems to know what he's talking about. I mean, if you look at Romero, Kulazewski, Bentancourt, I think Romero was his. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. The only thing he got wrong during that period was um, the manager in Santos. But you know, poor, poor old Santos. Um, he's doing really well in Saudi Arabia, I think. Um, who, who who's who's Santos, by the way? Is he the is he the basin seat person? Oh, I'm re- this is what happens. See, I, I well, should stop I, being facetious. There you go. <laughs> Stop being fishishishish. Um, but no, I just I just think it's really good that he's still there, and, and he is allowed to be there on a consultancy basis. So we're not doing anything yeah. wrong uh, before you know people go. Eh, can't do that. I just I just hope it really boils the piss of a lot of opposition fans because I think that's where we have to be now. We just have to. If for some reason we're we're hated by the media, we're hate. We're not really loved by Sky for some weird reason um, and I called it on Monday night that they spent it felt like they spent like 20 seconds on us and then they just looked at Man News problems but oh wow well, that's Gary Neville bless him that's fine I would rather sound of the radar and yeah. and I would I would like to go just going back to the philosophy and we'll go on to Bournemouth I would like us to continue with this underdog spirit because I tell you what um, Ange has been an underdog, well, I can't say underdog all his life, and he has taken that philosophy to the teams that he has managed, and he's first of all taken it to the coaching staff. As there was a podcast that I listened to, where he was, uh, I think he was in Australia or Japan at the time, and he said that the first people that he needs to bring on board are his coaching team, because once they buy into it, that's it, it's done. That's how he sees it. And so, yeah, there you go. The hey, you guys. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, the listeners, but on time, we've got a WhatsApp group and Ross has been posting the Goonies. Uh, is it Hulk Huck? What's his name? I can't remember his name. The guy from the Goonies, the guy who's slightly Sloth, different. I think. Sloth, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's this under, underdog approach and I guarantee that he has, he had told all the players the same thing. That yeah. what do people think of you? Do they think that we're going to achieve? Do they think that we're going to do anything? You watch after this Man U result. Who are they going to talk about? Us or them? Let them talk about them. Let's concentrate. Let us concentrate on us, and we don't care what other people think. And he probably got them to watch Rocky Four. I mean, that's the best film with regards to being an underdog. He probably didn't. I've, I've just made that up. But it would, you know, this is this is what I think that he does so well. He understands the psychology of, of humans. Because he's lived it, he's experienced it. He knows what it means to come out on the other side fighting. And so as long as he can do that and have sloth in the basement, uh, passing in pizza boxes with names on, then that's that's all that counts really at the end of the day. So let's talk about Bournemouth. What time is the kickoff? It's early one, right? 1230 UK time. So 1230 UK, 1.30 Spain? Nearly all of Spain. I don't I, know. I I will be in the UK actually. On oh really? I, I come. I go back to the UK on Thursday. Oh so okay. So I will be in the UK. Um and two thirty Cyprus time because we've got quite a few Cypriots now who listen to this. Big up Cyprus Spurs. When you guys come over, we'll go to the meeting pub in Larnaca 
and you can meet all the guys. And uh, yeah, there would be have some nice souvlaki and everything else that comes with it. And it's great atmosphere, especially uh, especially in a big game. Really, really cool atmosphere. So, what are we going to do against Bournemouth? What do you think? None of us won the prediction, by the way. Of last I was week. the closest with 2 0. Yeah, you get nothing to do. I said 2 0 as well. <laughs> no, no, I said 2 2. I said two, two, two. Yeah, you, yeah, you went Desmond again. You said it. I remember I you saying Desmond. it now. So, what do you think is going to happen? Before we get to the actual um, predictions, Ross, over to you, mate. I think because it's the um, early kickoff, we seem so a lot of teams I've noticed struggle with that. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just just timing and all that, and so and so. But I think if we can come out of that with just a crappy one nil, two one win, um, we are, we're still heading that right direction. But if the worst happens, and again, this fear of failure is what I'm talking about, it's okay it's just three games in we're going to be fine um, so please don't panic I think we've got enough against to beat them I think we've got more than enough to beat them it'll be interesting to see who he plays at right back if he sticks with the more attacking Poro if he goes to back to the more defensive minded Royale but also wait and see we'll wait and see I mean, we might be not have met, um, Madison so if Lacelso stops sulking and plays, then and that'll be a big test for him, especially in front of Ange, because if he just sits there moping and he does play, that's going to be a bit of a oh, all right, off you go, chump. Hmm. And Percy, what do you think, mate? And I'll tell you what I've just uh, googled in a minute. I, I think. Oh, I think. I think we're gonna be fine. I think we're gonna. It'll be a big test though for Lacelso because it looks like Madison's gonna be out. Um. So. Do, yeah. what, do we know that? How we know that for sure? Well, from what uh, Paul O'Keefe is saying, that it's it's not serious, but he may miss a game. Paul O'Keefe is Daniel Levy, isn't he? It must be. No. Are you Paul sure? Very, I know. I, I'm, I'm, know I'm, 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 very, I know Paul Percy. He's a very lovely bloke. I love Paul. He's a very nice guy. He's a. Um, Can you get him on the show? I could ask him. He doesn't do many podcasts. I've, I've never him. heard him. I just tell him that I've never seen him and Daniel Levy in the same room. He's and I, I, I want to. To be fair, I've never seen Paul. No, I, nor have I, and I've, I've never <laughs> seen Daniel Levy in real life either. So, yeah, no, he's a, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Paul's a really nice guy. No, he's not related to. He doesn't do much, doesn't do anything for Spurs, but he, he's in the circle. If that makes sense, he knows. But from what he's, from what he's been told, is that it's uh, an MCL. So an uh, M an MCL. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. It's. Oh, Let's see. MCL injury. Yeah. It's great doing a podcast. Uh, medial collateral ligament. Yeah. Oh, that's knee. Not, it, yeah, oh. so it's over with his knee, but he hasn't torn anything. It's like a sprain. So, right. so for, from what he's saying, that's what the scan is supposedly. I'll put that in air quotes. We haven't got anything official just yet. Uh, but he should be. But he, he won't be a very long... He won't be out for a very long time. It's more... If he doesn't play, it's more done on a precautionary basis, if that makes sense. So let we can we'll only we'll only know in due course. Obviously, the club haven't said anything yet, so we'll only we'll only know down the line. But if he doesn't play, Lacelso's got Lacelso's got a big job on his hand. He wants game time. From what I from a lot of reports that are coming out the last couple of days, that he wants to be playing more and more, which is fine. Great. Now's your opportunity. Go and show it. If not, then if you're good enough. Uh, but listen, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued, excited. Listen, I think Bournemouth are going to be one of those. They're not an easy team, especially away from home. They're not going to be easy. But I think we're good enough. I think we'll go out there and show them what it is and we'll beat them. I'm, I honestly think we will. Um, I'm going to your predictions. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Your microphone started to do the snap, crackle and pop thing again. I don't know why. So oh, I don't do know it. why. I'm literally underneath the mic. Maybe that's the reason. Better now. Too close to it. Yeah, better. So two things. First thing is I didn't know who the Bournemouth manager was, so I googled Bournemouth manager. And if all of you do this right now, uh, the the first result is new manager Andoni Iraola enjoys underdog mantle. What a bitch! 
<laughs> so I didn't know who he, I don't. I, I've never heard of him. The, the second point is that I feel really old because I'm older than him. He was born in June, what, 1982. I'm from 79. Ooh, he's he's exactly a week older than me. I'm June 29th, 1982. All right. Did you get the same thing? The underdog search term shown no, up. No, I got when he was confirmed as manager. Oh, uh, I just wrote I just wrote Bournemouth manager, and that's what that's what I got. So. Oh, I put Bournemouth FC manager. Maybe that was different. Oh yeah, that's what it is. AFC Bournemouth. Athletic Football Club. I know nothing about him other than the fact... He's he's the um, ex-Bill Bow right back, if I might say. I don't really know anything about Bill Bow other than they're in Spain. And uh, did Lorente play for them? Are Lorente, did he play for them? Fernando Lorente. Yeah, didn't he play for them? I mean, you've just picked a Spanish player and picked. Did he play? No, because he he played for us as well. But the I I did watch the game against Liverpool. I did catch that, and they played all right. I don't know. Did did you guys? Second half. I thought second half they got. Man, Liverpool were on him in the second half. Yeah, but it's Liverpool. I mean, it's, this is yeah, Bournemouth. But, but they yeah, Liverpool weird. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're a bit, yeah. but they're a bit Conte. They should I remember? But they, they, it's <laughs> what what? No, no, no. Sorry to anyone who's listening who suffers from bipolarism. But the, yeah. uh, but sorry. Yeah. So the thing that I, I didn't expect them to to come out the traps the way they did. I'm talking about Bournemouth. You know, I, I didn't expect that, and they did. They played. They played all right. I did expect him to lose. I did expect him to lose when when Liverpool had a man sent off. That was a strange sending off. But if they're going to be open like that against us, I f- I fear for their underdog mantle. I really do because I'm just going to say it. I can see us smashing them, absolutely smashing them. But Richarlison won't get a goal. Oh, I was just about to say. I bet you Richarlison breaks his duck, and I'd love it if he did because it. It's starting to, the whole kind of, I mean, I was joking around last week about the Scarlet stuff, but he he will get used to this system and he will, it will bear the fruits of being able to wait around and all that. And I, all this stuff about, well, he's not, doesn't score enough. Well, he just got to keep trying. And that once it, he just needs one off the backside, as the saying goes, and it'll all be fine. Ducks worldwide aren't scared of your sentiment. I don't. I don't know. I. I think we should. Yeah. I, I think that we we are going to give the guy some time. Um, if you listen to some journalists on different pods, not just about Spurs, they say that Tottenham right now aren't interested in bringing a striker in, which is interesting. Mm. Which is interesting. Apparently, there isn't sentiment for that. There are. There. There are for other positions. So I don't know if that's a leak from Spurs so that because the last thing they want is any club who they go in or any yeah so if they go in for a player that club knowing that they're in for him and then you know, they start driving up the price straight away it's, they'd rather not have that happen because everyone knows we've got an X amount of what millions of euros I don't know how much it is actually depending on who you believe if you believe Perch it's 120 million euros if you believe some of the British press it's 86 million euros. I don't know how much we got for Kane. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> I I did watch him though. Did you watch the game? I he, didn't see his first league game. Oh, no. I, I did. He was all right. He he did set up. He set up the goal for for Sane. Um, nice little pass that that set him in. He did all right. But what I realised is he was. It was a different Harry Kane in that he was told, and I remember there was a manager, maybe I can't remember who it was, one of our managers, who wanted Kane to be further f- forward. Maybe it was Conte. But he was always the last man um, in that Bayern team. And it was interesting to see that. He, he, didn't, he wasn't coming deep at all. You know, he, not at all was he coming deep. Every now and then he sort of did, but then it was like he realised he doesn't play for Tottenham anymore. And then you saw him quickly jogging up again. It was quite funny to see him do that, but um, enough of that, Kane. He's gone, right? He's not ours anymore. Well, I hope he's been watching the training pitches because he'll now see that Sonny's moved on from him to Romero. There's a bit of a bromance going on there. It's quite sweet. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. Perch's all gone quiet. Perch, are you right, mate? I'm here. I'm here. No, I'm listening. I was just listening, to, <laughs> just listening away. Um, no, I didn't really care. Kane's gone. Who cares? 
I know. Move on. Do you know? Do you know what? I even tweeted that. You know, for for a decade, I sung. He's one of our own, and he came through our academies. He is one of ours, and that's why it was like. When I told my wife, no, I don't want to watch it, she looked at me and she said, are you a kid? And when she said that to me, I just thought, oh, she's right. <laughs> she's absolutely right. She knows nothing about football. I mean, she, she can tell you anything about, about the game, but she was right. And so I watched it and and I uh, shouldn't say this, but I sort of cheered a little bit when he scored. It, was a, it wasn't a clean-cut goal. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Probably have. But yeah, it, um, yeah, it was... Anyway, enough about him. Let's do the predictions then. So Bayern Munich's next game is against... I'm joking. So that wasn't funny. <laughs> against Bournemouth. Bournemouth versus Tottenham Hotspur. Association football match. Perchy, let's start with you. And I'm going to put these on our WhatsApp group. So we are keeping score. Perchy's still at the top of, yeah. the, of the league table. League and, table uh, of score predictions. I love. League that. table of score predictions. Well, how are we doing? What's the what is the point system? Is it five for getting a correct score and two for getting the correct result? Are we doing it like that? Yeah. Well, what did I say? I'm just trying to flick through here. Here we go. So the rules are three points for getting the score right, an extra two points for naming the scorer or scorers of the goals. Now, if you are listening, and there's there's quite a few few people listening now, which is nice then why don't you DM us and you can be part of the league table. Just send us in your no. prediction and um, Perchie will give away a mystery T-shirt. Oh, maybe. maybe. I, I'm not I'll fund it. You can, you can give it away. I'll tell you oh, what. If you, if you know who makes them, I'll, we'll, we'll get some Hotspur away once. Huh? There you go. I'll tell you what we will do. So we can't win them. I'll do some, some for us. But um, we'll have the first league table. Whoever's top on the at the league table by, let's say, first of January gets a gets a t-shirt, and then whoever's top at the end of the season will get a t-shirt. So all you have to do is follow us at Twitter. So what is it? Hotspur way. Follow us at Twitter. Follow us. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if a guy who owns cars can on Twitter, so by God, so can I. So follow us at Twitter. What is it? It's it at Hotspur Away Show. Is that what it is? Yeah. I should know this. Yeah. I really should literally, know this, right? Literally your account. Yes. Well, not right. I've got my own. I've got. To be fair, I've got two. I've got a James Payton account, which is for work, and I've got a James Coy's one, which no one's interested in, and nor am I. And then we have profile. Yeah. So Hotspur Away Show on Twitter or X, and uh, just DM us and say I want to be in. This is my score prediction. Just send to us every week. And if you uh, if you win, you win. That'd be great. So, what is your score prediction? Um, I'm going with. Oh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Tottenham Hotspur three, Bournemouth one. And I've got to name all three goal scorers. Or you don't have to. So you're no, saying? No, no, no. I think I'm going to win three one. I think I'm going to go. Lacelso gets a goal. I'm going to say Kulizewski gets a goal and screw it. I'm going to say Richarlison scores a goal. Why not? Oh, he's changed his mind. Yeah, I have a little bit. I have changed it a little bit. Cool. So you've gone 3-1. Just give me a... And Ross, what are you going with? AFC Bournemouth 1, Tottenham Hotspur 2. And I think... Ah, oh, Son and Richie let me down last week, so I'm going to go with Son, and I am going to go for Basuma. One minute. So I'm just writing all this out. This is, this is great for for the listeners. So you're going what? Two one. Two one to Tottenham. Hmm. Why do you all think that Bournemouth are going to score? Because. I've just looked at their first game against West Ham and, you know, they did all right. They got a draw and West Ham just buried Chelsea. So, I don't know, early season form, second game at home, they were unlucky against Liverpool. You know, they might feel a bit, you know, they might feel a bit kind of, well, we should have done better. So, they might just come out all guns blazing. So, I've just got a funky feeling they might score and then Ange will get them into the dressing room scar them for life and we'll come out and win and who's scoring for Spurs? 
in your 2-1 prediction? Hyungmin Son and Yves Basuma. What's that song about? Oh, it's the Basuma song. Oh, my sh- yeah, My Sharona, the actual song. Oh, right, okay. And um, what do um, I think? What do I think is going to happen? I think that they will score, yes, but I think we're going to get three. Three. Uh, maybe. Hold on, isn't that the same as Perchies? Here we go, here we go. Oh, we all right, fair enough. We're not allowed, are we? There you go, four, there you go. So I've said four. <laughs> four? Uh, four. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. I respect, I respect it. I respect so I, it. Uh, I'm glad you do. So we've got Sun. Who else plays for us? Uh, <laughs> we, we need a fallback. That's helpful. Do you think Poro is going to play? That's the thing. Is Poro yeah, going to play? Yeah, that's right. I should know, actually. I'm not sure. I'm, not sure. I'm going to put... will score. I'm going to put in... What about Van der Ven? Yeah, yeah. centre back in. Van der Ven, and I'm going to put. <laughs> I'm going to say Perisic. So you say all oh. four scorers? Yeah. Because we don't really have a. We don't have a, a talisman anymore. Someone who's just at the top, or whose job it is to put in to put in the goal. Don't you know, need one. To score. Yeah, we don't. The way that we play. There you go. So that's on the group. So we'd love you guys to take part in this, and there's something for you to win, and it'll be a bit fun as well. We'll go over the results every week. I mean, if there's when we get to thousands of you being being a part of this, we'll just put it on the website, which is coming soon. But until then, we'll just announce like the top four or five or whatever. So that'd be fun. Now, I, before we go, I want to talk about Chelsea. How funny was that? <laughs> <laughs> and their goal scorers out for six to eight weeks. <laughs> I did. I did. It just I say that. Kaiseido reaction was brilliant, wasn't it? He literally got subbed on, gave away a foul, and then gave away a penalty. It was brilliant. It was, somebody, it was remarked, so somebody remarked that over two hundred million pounds, one of them missed a penalty, another one gave away either gave away a penalty. Yeah. Oh, it's oh that Enzo Fernandez penalty was dreadful. But they just not they're just not a unit at the minute. They're just absolute trash. And I wish we were playing them. Yeah. But I, it's I, fine, I uh, yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, I just said 4th of November, uh, when when Ange Postacoglu sacks Pochettino. I mean, it'll be a great little celebration at the stadium. It'll be hilarious. Like, and listen, like, and I think, I do, I sit back and I look at the Chelsea thing and the problem is, is it's all well and goodbye and all these players, but you've, it, they're a bunch of players, they're not a team anymore. That's the issue. You can't. I always sit there. Whenever people, everyone wants to buy players and stuff. So we're going into a little different topic here. But when everyone wants to buy players and stuff, which is great, sometimes you sit back and go, you don't want to sign loads and loads of players. Chelsea's the example of it right now. I think they're going to be fine. I th- by the way, I still think Chelsea are going to be absolutely fine down the line. But it takes when you bring in that many players that quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's just going to be crazy. Oh. Do you well, think they're going to go mad before the end of the transfer window? And what? And because they're, they're and bringing who? Well, they've been linked with another. I don't know if it's Brazilian. So, uh, someone called Daniel Washington, which yeah, just sounds like an incredible. He sounds like a porn star, Daniel Washington. <laughs> well, the Chelsea porn star who? Oh, did anyone see the? Um, she is a porn star. I don't care what she says. She's got that OnlyFans account. I don't know what her name is. Astrid Wet or something. Oh, she was yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she she is, is the most irritating person on social media ever. Like, it oh. annoys me because... because I, Do you know what annoys me? It's because people, she's so annoying, people comment on it and, and quote tweet it on Twitter. And it annoyingly comes on my feed and she's... It's annoying because, you know, like on Twitter sometimes it, it has autoplay on. So you're scrolling... And it's just her shouting at a screen. I'm like, oh, please, you're killing me here. Moving on. Yeah. But no, I just, oh, it's just funny how they have their little meltdowns to Chelsea lot. And they're like, and then their owner splashes, was going to splash another hundred million on someone. And oh. But you understand the, the problem with, with all of this with Chelsea. I mean, it's, uh, no, number one, it was, it's weird. I'm looking this up now and Pochettino started with a 3-4-2-1 formation. I've never seen him do that before. He did play through it. He did against Chelsea, actually, which is ironic when he played Sun at left 
left wing back. I think that was a three four two one formation, wasn't it? Uh, that's that's a bit weird. But um, I don't really know. I would say sixty percent of their players. Like, I didn't even know Robert Sanchez, the Brighton keeper, is signed for them. I thought, who's that? I know him. I know him somewhere. I I don't know. Like I know who Thiago Silva is. He's up for a, he's up for a bus pass soon. Chilwell, fair enough. Fernandez, I don't understand that kind of money on him. And Sterling, that's their starting eleven. The rest of them, I and if you look at their bench, oh, I I I wouldn't. I I know Cucurella. That Mudrick, Mudrick, he's he's just a. a Oh, I don't know. He looks a bit little boy lost. He's a bit of a dud. Madueke, by the way, he's he knows Pochettino well. He left because Pochettino wouldn't play him. Is that correct? I think, the, I, think the issue, I, think, I think the issue at Chelsea is, is that, listen. I think they've signed some good. I think some of the players they've signed are all right. I think they, they've signed some talent, but the problem is, is when you sign that much talent that quickly and keep on doing it. Listen, they did this. They did this last summer. They did this in January. The problem, what they've got is. Sometimes you just need to sit there and go, guys, look, what, what, what was Pochettino at Tottenham crucial in what he said? I like a small, trimmed-down squad. He doesn't like managing teams with big squads. He didn't like... That's why he got rid of a load of Spurs players. And bear in mind, it was one of the biggest issues we had because we ended up having a lot of... We had no depth at Tottenham. But now he's got abundance of players but doesn't really know what to do with them. And... We're only going to find. We're only going to be able to find out and see how he gets on and what happens. But listen, screw them. It's Chelsea, right? Yeah, I don't don't care. I mean, I I don't think they're going to do well at all. Hopefully, not. Then eat those words. But unless after Christmas, when Nkuku comes back, it clicks. But it's the whole way they've gone about the transfer market is just weird because. They got rid of both their first choice keep or their first team keepers, Mendy and Kepa. They brought in Sanchez, who wasn't even playing for Brighton. I think Steele was at the time. And a lot of the people they brought in. I mean, I've never heard of Disassi before. He scored on the opening day, um, and you kind of think, well, what are they going to do with all these players? They do they still have to sell? Because they've got Lukaku playing, um, training with the under twenty ones, and it's just, it's just hilarious. He's still there. Oh, I, I didn't know. But look at the. I mean, right now with with the way that they've structured their payments, apparently FIFA were looking into it. Yeah, all right, whatever. But they've got, they've basically guaranteed for the next. I think it's seven seasons. I believe it's uh, seventy eight million pounds is out of their transfer budget at the moment that's what's leaving their transfer budget every season can you imagine if it doesn't work out they're bankrupt can you imagine if they don't make Europe for a few seasons because they're owned by a, but they're owned by a hedge fund if, if those of you who don't know what a hedge fund is it's just a bunch of people um, who sometimes disclose who they properly are maybe most of it is trusts <coughs> Abramovich and so what they do is they put a lot of money in and then it's up to hedge fund managers to invest that money. That's how it works, right? And so Clear Lake, which is the hedge fund, is partly owned by uh, Bowley and by the other, the Iranian-American guy. And so right now they're playing football manager with other people's money. And if it doesn't yep. go well, then what, what will happen in a hedge fund is you might have some of the subscribers or the investors, as you want to call them, you might want to call them, actually it's a proper term, calling them investors, saying, I want to withdraw my funds. Now, it's not always easy and there are some long-term positions which you need to you need to have open, but you can, depends on what the case is, withdraw your money. And if it doesn't go well, if they don't make the Champions League this season, they're in trouble next season. And if they don't make it next season, uh, great, fantastic, I'm all for it, I'm here. You know, amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's that. We've done our score predictions. One thing I will say before we go is we really want to hear from you guys because we're getting quite a few listeners from all over the world. I can actually tell you from where a lot of the listeners are coming from. And it's um, I didn't think that this would be the case, but 
So we're getting quite a few from Sweden, which is really cool. And so I would like to shout out uh, one of our listeners, Sverka Osterstrom, Otterstrom. Sorry, I've completely butchered your name, mate. Who will be on, um, if not next week, the week after. So he was at the, he was at the game, and um, there's quite a few listeners in Sweden, which is really really interesting. So Netherlands is number one by a long way. Sixty percent of our listeners are from the Netherlands. Do we, do we appeal to people who like the uh, the certain herb? I mean, is, is that no, it's, it's the Van der Ven fanboys. We love them. Big up Mecca Van der Ven. Big up the Dutch. We love you. All right, then we've got Australia, then the US, then England, and Japan is quite is doing really well. I didn't. I, I don't really know any Japan. I'm sure there are. There's a sports club in Japan. I know there is, but I just don't know anyone from Japan. So that was interesting. So Sweden are there as well, and then we've got the rest of the countries. But we're we're doing really well, and we would love to hear from you. And so we will always let you know before the show starts, like we posted out on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, to send us in your questions. And they can be any questions. Doesn't just have to be about football. Perchy is is great at ironing shirts, and if you do want to know how to iron a shirt properly, you can ask him. Just DM us. It's that simple, and Perchy yeah. will tell you. <laughs> And He's got a really stuff we can do, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So that's the that's that's the first thing. Second thing, let's do some some more housekeeping. We would really love it if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It would really help. Um, we've got a lot that we want to give and do on this show. There's a lot more coming. I promise you. There is a strategy in place, and uh, we will be using Bissuma accordingly. And not leaving him out, and we are we we have a lot that's coming, and so we want to grow this podcast. So there's a lot of Spurs podcasts out there at the moment, and we understand that. But I think that we're going to start to do things slightly differently um, over the next few months. And I've just said that, and the guys, even though I can't see their faces, are probably going, "What is he talking about?" You'll see. We'll talk about it when the website's re- uh, out. You will you will start to see what I'm talking about. I think, um, Perchy, you've seen the website, haven't you? You've seen the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's well, it's definitely the best Spurs podcast website out there in the world, one hundred percent. But we 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 need to we need to get a lot more listeners in, and we'll we'll up the content as well. And uh, fun times. So that's it. We're going to be with you m- maybe on Monday instead of Tuesday. How does that sound? Because Tuesdays are a bit difficult with you. You like to do the half and half scarf thing with uh with your Arsenal mates. Perchy, apparently. Oh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays are fine. Tuesdays are fine. Same time, same place. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Well, probably Tuesday then. And we'll catch you then. So, it's been lovely. And uh, we will see you later. Awesome. Are you going?